Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Dan Lobby. And this is Mary Kay Cabot. And this is our new edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Of course, uh, if you aren't already, subscribe on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Play. You can find us in all of those places, uh, as well as cleveland.com slash browns regularly. So uh, be sure to find us where you can to get us right on your phone or mobile device, whatever it is. All right, so we are recording this on Saturday night. Um, the Browns have an off day on Sunday, and then it becomes a really eventful week. So we're back here on Monday. So we're going to kind of reset where we're at, look ahead real quick to where uh, where we're going. And then at the very end of this podcast, uh, you'll get to hear some of my interview with Duke Johnson that I wrote a story about. I think it was last week maybe, or mm-hmm. maybe our last off day, whenever that was. I'll put a link in the description. Uh, you can go check that out, but you can hear the interview that was the basis for that story with Duke. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, so, Mary Kay, let's get to it. Browns hit an off day. They've got a preseason game coming up on Thursday. Let's talk about the quarterbacks and where we're at because really I guess the biggest news is we finally got to see Baker Mayfield still playing with the second-team offense go against the first-team defense uh, in both the scrimmage on Friday night and then today in a kind of pseudo-scrimmage. There was no pads or tackling, but it was very scrimmage-like here on Saturday. We got to see him go against the first-team offense. Or defense, I should say. Yeah, so what's happening here is Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley and Ken Zampezi are throwing a lot at Baker Mayfield right now. They wanted to give him a taste of what it's like to go up against the Jamie Collins, the Miles Garretts of this defense. So that is what they've done in the past couple of days, to show him just how far he has to go. And they did not give him the first-team offense to work with when going against those guys. So they provided him with a little bit of adversity. And I've seen this happen in many, many training camps. You have to throw some adversity at your quarterback along the way because the game is chaos. (laughs) The game is is crazy, and the talent level and the speed are what you are not prepared for as a rookie. So I think he's trying to get him – ready for what he's going to face in the game on Thursday night. Yeah. If you don't see a Jamie Collins or a Miles Garrett until – I mean, and he might not see those, that level of talent on Thursday night when he plays the Giant, when he plays the Giants, but he might. I mean, and you never know. So he wanted to give him a little taste of what that's like, and it's just basically 
the next step in the education of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how much the Giants want to play their first team. I mean, it could be a situation where maybe Tyrod gets two series, and then Baker comes in, and if the Giants want to keep playing their first team guys, he will see that caliber of defender. If not, he'll be going against second and third team. But um, this just sort of goes with, it just kind of goes with the idea like, hey, there, there is a clear plan here in place. It, it just all plays into that idea that no matter how anyone out there feels about Tyrod starting the opener and all of that, there's a clear plan in place to eventually hand this thing over to Baker, and they are very slowly progressing him along, which we haven't seen here in a while. Right, and, um, and I think it's important to note that in the times that he did go against the first-team defense with the second-team offense, and again, the deck is way stacked against him <laughs> in that situation, but when he did do that, he threw interceptions. Yeah. He was picked off by Pro Bowl linebackers in each of those situations. Yesterday it was Jamie Collins. Today it was Joe Schobert. So, and he was almost picked off before yeah, Demarius that. Randall Demarius Randall almost Randall. got him um, on so, Friday. Yeah, right. Another starting caliber NFL defensive back. So these are things that Baker has to get used to. Again, he was picked off by both of those guys yesterday and today. And that's that's a good lesson for him. He has to know what he can get away with and what he can't. And who knows? Maybe they thought that he was getting a little too comfortable, <laughs> ex, you know, succeeding so much with the twos against the twos. So it was time to shake it up a little. And, and he really was. I, I mean, I tweeted this. I think it was uh, earlier this earlier this week. At one point, I tweeted he really stacked together about four really good days where you came, where you looked and said, "Wow, this guy is playing really well." So it felt like the time was right to sort of. Okay, let's let's amp it up a little bit. Let's not give you the first team. That's Tyrod still, but let's amp it up a little bit at least here and there with who you're going to go against. And you know, based on what we saw with how he's he's grown from the spring to now, you got to think that with enough reps, he's going to start to get more and more comfortable going against that first team and, and maybe start flipping the tables on them a little bit. Right, and plus he doesn't want Baker believing his own press clippings. Okay, you don't <laughs> want him thinking that he's exceeding expectations yeah. and. Everybody in the universe talking about how amazing he is and a lot of people nationally calling for him to be the starter. So sometimes when you see those kinds of things going on, it's time to rein it in. And you've got a very veteran, veteran coaching staff here. They know how to work with quarterbacks, okay? Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing with these guys when it comes to the mental side of it and not just the physical side of it, but just the mental games that you have to play and be ready for at quarterback yeah exactly so it, it seems like everything we've seen with baker's progress has been in line with what this team wants and and now the next step is going to be that preseason game on thursday so let's look ahead here because it is a very busy week um it starts you know monday normal practice tuesday though they'll practice and then tuesday night we get the hard knocks premiere which which is going to be look it's going to be interesting there's a lot that could happen in that premiere um there's Maybe we'll see Des Bryant. Maybe we'll see Pac-Man Jones. Maybe we'll see Josh Gordon. Who knows? Uh, there's a lot that could happen in that premiere. Maybe we'll overrate it a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah, it, it'll be very interesting. I think a lot of people in the organization are really looking forward to this, looking forward to seeing what HBO and Hard Knocks are going to come up with here in NFL Films, who have been here just recording every single move, every <laughs> yeah. single play. If you are not careful on that sideline, you are going to get knocked over <laughs> by the Hard Knocks people uh, running up and down the fields because they are not missing one I thing. I want to see their Fitbits. 
Yeah. I hope there, right? there's there's one uh, one camera person. She runs all over the place carrying this huge camera. Um, and it's got like this base on it that she puts on the ground. And she's carrying it by herself running up and down the sideline. I want to see like her Fitbit stats for, yeah, and, for every day. Yeah. And the funny part about it is, I mean, these practices really aren't that interesting. You no, know what they, I mean? they aren't. I mean, most of them are, are pretty basic. I mean, we're just, you know, starting to get into the meat of, of it a little bit where there's some more two minute drills. There's some more live tackling and things like that. But for the most part, you know, they're filming it like it's the Super Bowl every <laughs> practice. And it's like, whoa. So I'm, I'm very anxious to see. And even we talked to Richard Higgins today and he can't wait to see what this is all about. In part, I'm sure he's excited because yeah. he's been making really big plays with Baker Mayfield all camp. He he might be the guy that's kind of that early yeah. will he or won't he make the team story. He's probably he probably is that guy right now that could change over the course of the five weeks, but um, he's probably that guy right now. And I'll give him credit. Like you said, they are everywhere and you do see them, but I don't think I've ever felt like they've been in the way. No. Yeah, even in the press conferences, you'll ask a question in the press conference and you'll see that big lens staring right at you. But, you know, other than that, yeah, they're there. You know they're there, but I, at least for us, they haven't really been in our way. Yeah, so, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. I did mention to uh, one of the NFL films that I, I, I would like – uh, some editorial control over any shots of me, you know, in a press conference or otherwise. So don't you think I deserve that, Dan? I, I think so. I think we're all actually kind of hoping that none of us end up there. I, <laughs> exactly. I think if you went through the media room and, and asked all of us if we want to be in Hard Knocks, I think the majority of us would say, no, please, if it's just... The question, whatever you're using from us, and we, you know, they don't use a lot of press conference clips, so right. you won't see much of us to begin with, but just whatever you've got, just have the narrator handle it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Leave us on the cutting room floor, and I'm sure that's exactly where we will be. <laughs> uh, and then the preseason game uh, on Thursday. We're going to get into it a little bit when we get closer to the game, um, but... Look, with two practices left before that game, I'm ready to see a preseason game and I'm not out there every day on the field going against teammates every day. So I'm sure these guys are ready to finally get to some real-ish football. Well, you know what, Dan? We have just gotten really through the sort of dog days of camp where there's no game yeah. yet, right? There's this long stretch of camp before the first game. And it's just they're going against each other. There's long days. We're out here for 14 we, hours. Yeah, we've right? talked to everybody we need to talk to already. Exactly. And it starts to be like, okay, let's change it up here. Let's go. You guys go hit somebody else, throw the ball against somebody else. Let us write about a game. You know, then you start to get into the rhythm of, okay, they have a day off before the game. Then you've got the game. Then you have a day off after the game. There starts to be the rhythm of the season coming up here. And that's when it starts to feel a little bit more real for everybody. Yeah. And they go Thursday night, Friday. I don't remember when the third preseason game is, if it's a Thursday or Friday, um, and then Thursday night for the final game. So we are going to get into that pattern of, you know, even though they're not preparing for these games like they would during the season, there's going to be a little bit more of a pattern to how things things play out. Yeah, and, you know, I think one of the things to um, to note here in the first week of camp, there have been a few little injuries and a few little changes that I think yeah. are pretty significant. Uh, the offensive line. I mean, Joel Batonio has moved over into the left tackle. Right, we spot. haven't done a podcast since that happened. Right, <laughs> and that you know that's huge. So you've got Joel Batonio, somewhat admittedly reluctantly moving over to the left tackle spot, trying to take over for his old buddy Joe Thomas. You've got rookie Austin Corbett moving into the left guard spot. Now you've got Kevin Zeitler 
with a calf injury. Mm-hmm. He's out for a little while, so you've got Spencer Drango in there. So right now, the offensive line is in a state of flux. Nobody's talking about it too much, but that is a significant thing this close to the season. Yeah, absolutely. And and the fact that they moved Joel Batonio when they did and did it really shortly after he talked about it and Hugh Jackson talked about it. This guy's going to need a few weeks. You know, if they if they do that, they want to give him a few weeks. Well, here they are. They move him, give him a few weeks. I know that Hugh Jackson said they're going to try to find other options. Greg Robinson is back, but, you know, two teams have kind of counted on Greg Robinson at left tackle and it hasn't worked out. So, you know, I'm not going to put too many eggs in that basket. It feels like September 9th, we're going to go to First Energy Stadium and it's going to be Joel Batonio left tackle. Unless there's a surprise cut or someone becomes available that we don't expect. It feels like, at least to me, that's where this is headed. Yeah, I mean, I think they had to make a decision. And with Greg Robinson suffering the concussion on the second day of camp, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, and being out up until yesterday, they really had to do something. Now, today, he's basically moved up into the second team right tackle spot. Yeah, he was with the second team. He was actually playing a little left tackle. I mean left tackle. Yeah, and, and Sean Coleman was over on the right side yes, of the second yes. team. Yes, So Greg Robinson played mostly second team left tackle behind Joel Batonio today, which means he's moving up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Joel is keeping his fingers crossed that he's just <laughs> going to go gangbusters and look amazing, and they're going to say, hey. But um, – but the truth of the matter is, when he had the concussion and missed the whole entire first week of camp, they had to move on. They're getting ready for a game on Thursday night, and the season is is upon us within just a little over a month already. And, you know, I, I also think as reluctant as Joel Batonio was, if he gets out there and has some success there, I mean, let's say he goes out Thursday night and plays pretty well, starts to build his confidence a little bit, I felt like just based on what he was saying to us, I felt like that's where the reluctance was coming from. Like, this is a different position. He hasn't played it since college. He j- it just felt a little reluctant from a confidence standpoint. But if he, if he builds that confidence a little bit, maybe it's something he ends up embracing. Yeah, and you know what? It's just because he has a comfort level yeah. at left guard where I think he was really on the verge of becoming a perennial pro bowler. And, and, that's, part, and that's part of it, too. Yeah, and so... You know, now he's got to go out there and be on an island at a place where, not only that, not only be on an island, but go to an sort of unnatural, unfamiliar position and try to fill the shoes of one <laughs> Joe Thomas. Who would want that job? Yeah. Who, I tell you. <laughs> well, Joe Batonio seems to be <laughs> the guy who's going to get it. And that would be appropriate, because like you said, I mean, those two were right. Uh, lockered right next to each other. Yep. It, it always, you know, Joel Batonio sort of felt like the next in line yeah. from a, you know, media perspective. He's always been a great guy to talk to and, and always friendly to all of us. So I don't, next thing you know, he'll start a podcast with some receiver or something on the roster, that's where he's going. Yeah, he's a lot like Joe in a lot of ways. Uh, There's another injury on the defensive side of the ball that I think we should at least mention, and that's Trevon Coley. I think that's significant as well because uh, Trevon is your starting three technique. He's your starting defensive tackle there. He's very solid, and, you know, they were planning on relying on him there, and now he's out, and Caleb Brantley has a little bit of an injury, but um, Trevon is out for a while with a high ankle sprain, and those things can be sometimes a four to six weeks in, six, six week injury. Yeah, and so that means Larry Ogunjobi is going to move up. Um, he's a guy that they view as a nose, 
but they cross train guys. He's going to be in that three technique spot next to Jamie Meter. You know, it was interesting. Clyde Simmons, when he talked in camp uh, last week, he said, you know, we asked him about Larry Ogunjobi. What do you want to see him do? And he said, I want to come. I want to see him come and take Jamie Meter's job. Yeah. I want to see him challenge Jamie Meter for that nose job. Well, now he's going to be next to Jamie Meter um, in place of Coley. But you know, they really did want Ogunjobi to you know come up and take one of these starting jobs and kind of earn it. Yeah, absolutely. And they they're putting uh, you know a few young guys in that same spot, like Jabril Peppers trying yeah. to to beat out Derek Kindred for the uh, strong safety job. So. Uh, I remember also in minicamp talking to Clyde Simmons and him just emphasizing that Larry Ogunjobi is new and he's he's raw at the position. He did not play a lot of football when he was young, so he is just still learning the game, just the natural, getting the natural feel for the game. And you are writing about him today. I am. He talked to us today for 18 minutes, That's which a lot. is pretty rare for a group setting. Yeah. Um, so he talked to us for a long time. He was really interesting. He's working with Geno Atkins. Uh, him and Geno Atkins from Cincinnati have developed this really strong relationship. Like, they talk constantly. Um, so they've developed this really strong relationship. He texts with Aaron Donald um, from the Rams. You know, Hugh Jackson said that uh, he, when he first learned back when Ogunjobi was a rookie that he had was that he had reached out to Geno Atkins and was working with him. His his response was, "What a mentor!" And, and he's right. Atkins has done this for a long time. He's been very successful. Browns fans know that. Um, so yeah, it, it was interesting to hear him talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, he's he's one of these guys that uh, when you looked to this season. You know, I think we all expected that he probably would be in the starting lineup when they traded Danny Shelton, yeah. right? Larry Ogunjobi was the first guy that came to mind. Then all of a sudden, uh, Jamie Meter's in there next to Trevon Coley <laughs> all throughout the offseason. And it's like, wait, where's Larry? Well, now is his opportunity to step up and take a job. One other thing we got to talk about because, you know, you mentioned I have a story coming on Larry Ogunjobi. You have a story already up um, on Demarius Randall and what he's going to do with the jerseys. Oh, yeah, I did talk to him about that, and I will be writing more about Demarius over the next few days, more of a little bit of a feature story type of thing. Uh, but this one was, uh, you know, he was he promised 1.1 million jerseys for all the retweets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't promise 1.1 million jerseys. I don't think he was no. expecting it to go that far, right. but <laughs> that's where it ended. Exactly. Uh, but he is actually going to give away some jerseys to some children, and the, all the details and the dates haven't been finalized yet, but he's going to do something uh, at Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital, and he will do something with the Boys and Girls Club, and he's trying to uh, make some good come out of this situation where he drew the <laughs> wrath of Cleveland fans, and he got people really upset at him, and now he's trying to, to do something good out of that, so good for him. Yeah, good for him. That's a, that's, that's a really cool story um, from, from Demarius, so uh, I was happy to see that. Uh, all that stuff is at cleveland.com slash browns, as is the story. If you can find him, you have to dig a little bit. The story I wrote about Duke Johnson uh, – so the interview you're going to hear, I talked to him a little bit about camp, a little bit about his role, um, playing chess, a little wow. baseball talk. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. And just so you know, there is a little background noise because when you talk to guys at training camp, yep. they're sitting at a table. Usually they're setting up the VIP area. So even though it sounds like we're sitting at a bar, we are not sitting at a bar. <laughs> uh, but you will hear a little background noise. So that will do it for us here in this part of the podcast. Here is uh, the interview with Duke Johnson.
I, I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about more. I know you talk about it all the time, but I wanted to get into you know, sort of how you're, you're evolving your evolving role a little bit um, and, and how you view that. But just first of all, it's like your fourth camp. What's that kind of like? I'm getting old. Appreciate it. I'm getting old. That's 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 my biggest take on fourth. I'm getting old. Are, are there any surprises? No, nah, there's never been any surprise at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Do you approach it differently, though? I mean, is there any, like, from oh, when no. you were a rookie to, Listen, like, now? Man, after my rookie year, the one thing I learned is you have to get sleep. You have to go to sleep. Like, you leave this building because we get out so late that it's like, yeah. go to sleep. So I go to uh, the hotel, and me and Matt Days, we get together. We uh, look at some plays. They got the playbook, the new install for the next day. Take about 20, 30 minutes, sleep. You guys still playing 2K? No. No, no, no more. Not right now. <laughs> no more of that? Um Obviously, you got the new contract, too, um, which, you know, you talked a little bit over there about why you wanted to stay here. Um, but but just what did it mean to you that, A, John Dorsey wanted to sign you? Because obviously he wasn't the guy that drafted you. That was two dudes ago. Right. Um, but he wanted to keep you here long term. What, what did that mean to you? It means a lot. It shows that they have faith in what I do and they uh, believe in my ability. What did it mean to you personally as far as, like, your family, you know, I know your mom and... Uh, my mom always decided she's always crying so you know it meant a lot to her but for me uh it was a great feeling just knowing that my family in the future is is set up for life yeah and wouldn't have to struggle or worry like i did so that's my biggest thing did you i mean is, are, are you one of those guys that doesn't really want to deal with the hassles of free agency or or anything like that is that part of what motivated you to, to want to get something done? Yeah, it is. is nah, free agency would have been cool. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Well, it would have been it would have been fun. I'm just not. That's not who I am. Like even in college, it was I committed to one school early. My recruitment process was over. I don't like the attention. I don't like that. Um, but free agency definitely would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been tiring, but it would have been cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, maybe one day. One day. <laughs> um, so how are you spending your time in this camp as far as you – know, I saw you working with receivers yesterday a lot. Um, and I know Every day. But, you know, last year Hugh Jackson said you kind of went where he went. Obviously a different guy, a different coordinator this year. How are you kind of spending your time in that building? Are you with the running backs running a backs. lot, the receivers a lot? I'm with the running backs, but anytime it's something with receiver that pertains to me, my coach mentions it and makes sure I look over it. So Okay. Do you kind of have to? Because um, I know with the tight ends, they got to learn everything or anything. Does it feel I don't a little have bit like to, that? With I don't you? have to learn everything, but I rather learn everything. Yeah, I'd rather learn it so I know it. Is, I mean, is, is that a lot? Is that, it is. Yeah. It, it's definitely a lot, but it comes with it. If this is what I want to do, I have yeah. to do it. And obviously, had all the success running the ball at, at Miami. Did, did you envision that this is what your role would be in the NFL? No. Or did you just kind of come in? with the idea of either you know, I'm going to be a running back or I'm just going to do what they need me to do? Uh, this wasn't what I envisioned. But after my rookie year, I embraced it and now I'm yeah. in. Yeah, you embrace, I mean, do you kind of appreciate it? Like, oh, I, I, definitely, mean, I, definitely, I definitely appreciate it uh, in, in, in some senses. Uh, especially I'm, I'm able to be healthy. Yeah. I'm, I'm able to be healthy and body don't really bother too much. Because uh, my biggest thing is after football. So, my biggest thing is for me after football, me having the ability to do what I want with my family. 
and not have no restrictions or limitations because of football. So, so you, you don't mind not having to carry the ball 25 times? I don't mind. I can do it because I don't I already got a four-year head start. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's always this talk in football. I know you're, you're a basketball fan. I know you're a Heat fan. Ha-ha. <laughs> there's always this talk in basketball about, like, position. How it's becoming, like, this positionless game. And I know football can never be that. But, but is your sense. role a little bit like that? To a sense it can be. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you, like you said, you look at LeBron, who's a, what, he's a three? But he can yeah, play the yeah. point. You yeah. got uh, Giannis, Greek the Freak, yeah. which I don't know what he plays, but he can play everything. Like Durant can do everything. Can do everything. So basketball is. Uh, football is running back. We the ones who can be a playmaker in a sense. Yeah. Because you got your receivers, you got your tight ends. But I think this, and I look at Todd Gurley, is one guy who got paid to be a playmaker, not a running back. He's yeah. a playmaker. So that's definitely one way to look at it. And, and I mean, you guys kind of can cause, you know, maybe aside from like a Gronk, it's just a, a freak. Yeah, I mean, you guys can different. cause Gronk, just naturally the most Jimmy Graham, problems. Greg Olson, yeah. the elite tight ends. I, I get it. Yeah, we can, we can cause the same thing that... I think our matches is a lot better, especially if we can do it against a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, and, and for you, I mean, you're a guy, you're obviously quick, um, but, you know, I mean, you're surprisingly, I mean, we saw it in Miami, we saw it here. You're surprisingly strong. I mean, still farming guys, you don't go out of bounds a lot. Does that take some guys off, off guard? Even though they've seen you yes, on yes, film, yes, probably, yes, does yes, that yes, still yes. catch guys off guard? 100%. Uh, a lot of people still think I'm smaller than what than what they think yeah or um, but I'm not what uh what weight do you like to play at uh like 205 206 but I normally play like at 208 okay. almost 210 and I mean you have to be wary of losing speed and stuff like that too right the heavy I get yep does that mean how, how much of a challenge is that uh, it's not a challenge it's not it's not too bad I, I think I think depending on you know where I'm at in the season correlates everything because if I'm beat up legs tired from a long season the yeah. speed really doesn't matter so what's uh I mean what part of it is the most fun for you the running catching I mean receiver what, period what yeah being, being in a slot or lined up out wide it's fun for me because it's different that's something I love to do that was when they told you you were going to go in the slot I know at the end of the year we talked to you and you're like you know you learned a lot from that were you a little wary of that when they told you they wanted to make you? I mean, you were essentially the slot receiver to start the oh, season. Oh no, I wanted to. Be, I wanted to be a slot receiver. Yeah, I'd rather be a slot receiver oh. than a running back. Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. Really? That's hundred yeah. really Interesting. Um, I mean, why? But, it's fun for me. Yeah. If, if I'm being honest, uh, running back is okay. It's, it's getting fun because they're allowing me to do things that makes it fun for me. Okay. But if I had to go out there and just be strictly a running back and no cat, no pass catching, no, you know, no creativity, then that would suck. So, so you're probably happy when you look in that running back room and you see yes. Hyde and Chubb. Like doesn't you're not bother, gonna have to. Doesn't bother me at all. You're not the number two back. I mean, I hate to say use the term number two back, but you know what I mean. When it was even Crow, you're not like. Doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Okay. Because right. I'd rather get moved to receiver. Okay. Yeah, I've been cam- I've, I've been campaigning for that. Hughes not budging, <laughs> but I'm gonna keep campaigning. Do you think that's ever gonna happen? No. No. I don't know. I'm gonna keep trying. It don't hurt to try. What What have you learned from like? Yeah, I, mean, I know Adam Henry's the receivers coach now, but having a guy like Al Saunders around. I love Al. He's still. He's got to be the I most love, active. I love Al. Saunders. Whatever his title is now. Yeah, I love him. 
uh, just learning from them is is different. So with Coach Henry, you're gonna learn. He's, he's gonna teach you routes. He's gonna teach you come out of breaks. He's gonna teach you eyes. He's gonna teach you lean. He's gonna teach you all the technical things. Coach Hans teach you effort. And, he, and you got—I mean—you got to take that when he's out listen, there running around faster he's, than anybody he's else. He's going to teach you effort because he—he—he he, he understands that you know you're here for a reason. You're not here just because like you're here for a reason. So you can do most of these things. We're gonna—we're gonna do some of them. We're gonna do some of this, some of that. But for the most part, you're gonna run. I, it was when we were here for rookie camp. Um, you know, he got—he gets he's in that new role now, and he was kind of sitting on the sidelines, and you could just tell he was itching to get out there. It took about like two reps for him to get back out on the it field. It don't take him long, yeah, because he love it. <laughs> he's, he's something else. So, you want to be a slot receiver? The Browns go out. And yeah, when I leave, for... when I leave here, I'm going to talk to uh, Coach Jackson again. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll lobby for you a little bit. Not that I have any pull, but uh, they they went out and traded for a guy. Obviously, Jarvis wouldn't want to hear me call him a slot receiver, but that's what he did really well mm-hmm. in Miami. Um, so, I mean, do you? Pick his brain at all, or I watch him. Or? I watch and learn from a distance, or watch him from a distance. Uh, I know football is football, so whether I'm at running back or receiver, it's still the same cover three, still the same cover two, still the same quarters. Uh, my biggest thing is watching the way he set up routes and watching the things he do. Is there a back that you try to emulate? I mean, I know there's all the Miami guys, but is, is there a, or if it's not a back, if it's a receiver, is there a guy that you look at and say, you know, I want to be like that guy or I want to play like that guy? Mm. I mean, Ty Rogers came from having Shady McCoy. I mean, is he a guy, he was kind of that versatile back, or I know he carries the ball a lot. Yeah, but no, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a running back fan, <laughs> as you can see, I'm yeah. not a running back fan. That's really interesting. I mean, is, is there a receiver that you uh, look at? Uh, no. None. Just, just trying to be Duke? Yeah. I don't like offense at all. But if I had to pick, I'd play slot. So I saw that in the story that I was reading about you, that one of the things that appealed to you about Miami was the defensive side of the hard-hitting defense. I mean, in, in, at heart, are you kind of a like a linebacker? Corner. Safety? Corner? Uh, corner and safety. Yeah. I'm trying to lobby you to play corner. Oh, that's not happening. I'm baby-stepping. <laughs> I'm starting with this receiver, and I'll leave it there. <laughs> I will leave it there. I don't know. I'm in, in five years, I'm going to be looking to see you right. play corner. Just one game. Just one snap. <laughs> You're a baseball player, too, right? In high school. What, what did you play in high school? Center field. Center field, obviously. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, I was all right. I, I need to work on, on hitting. If I can bunt, I was fast, and I cover a lot of ground in center field. So. Okay. Chess player, too. Just looking through the media guide, obviously. Yeah. See, that's interesting. I mean, that's a – why chess? When I was, when I was uh, in elementary, we had this, this test called the FCAT, and based on your math score – they'll put you in the chess club and I think I almost got as close to perfect as you can get Okay. and they put me in the chess club and ever since then I just kept playing I haven't, so I haven't played actually chess so I played chess about a year ago my first time playing in like 10 years Okay. so I'm just getting back into it anybody now. else in here? I don't know I haven't picked anybody's brains Miles yet Strike. Miles Strikes me as a guy that would be a, a yeah. chess, a yeah. chess yeah. guy he definitely like one how long did you stick with chess club? Uh, about two years okay what, I'm sorry, what grade was that? You might have, you might have fourth? said already. Okay. It was elementary, so I think fourth, fifth grade. Okay. I, I was looking at your draft class. 
I mean, there's some names in here, obviously. Who? Along, I was looking at the guys that were picked. You know, David Johnson, Todd uh-huh. Gurley, uh, Mayo, Tevin TJ, uh-huh. Jay Ajayi. Yep. There, I mean, there's some running backs in that class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do, you, do you talk to, to those guys? I mean, yeah, we uh, we talk. We have a group chat. Uh, we all talk. It's a lot of us. It's a lot, especially not group chat. It's a lot of us. Uh, Trey Carson from Cincinnati, Mike Davis in Seattle. Okay. Uh, who else? Oh, Buck Allen. Oh yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was in your class. I think I don't think I wrote him down. Yeah. But he was in your class. So it's just a group of us that you know we stay in contact, kind of motivation. Mike Davis is the worst one. Try to just keep everybody head straight and just keep them moving forward. And get ready for the season. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we talked about you playing. Where? Where are you in five years, ten years as a, as a football player? As a what, football what do you player, say? I better be retired in ten yeah. years. Okay. What about five years? Yeah, you'll be about thirty-five then. So that makes sense, right? Is that right? I'll be thirty-four, but 34. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll give you that year. Okay. So five years. Five years. Where's Duke Johnson, the football player, not not necessarily city, whatever, but like. We'll, I'll be what twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine. I still be here. Hopefully, well, I still be in the league. That's definitely the plan. God willing, I stay healthy enough to play. I definitely still want to be in the league. Uh, hopefully, a receiver. <laughs> oh, I'm lobbying for receiver to death. That's really. That's really. See, that's that's interesting. That's because I thought you. I don't know. I watch you play. I see really Don't good fall for it. Yo, I can play it. I just rather not. I rather three receivers. <laughs> Why not? You better cook or football player. Football player, by far. I, I, I'm going. I see your Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to cooking school like, though. Are you? I like cooking, so I'm gonna go to school for it. I see your Instagram stories. I can never yeah. do that stuff. I'm not. I'm not that guy. Yeah, I just. It's a hobby because I love music, so that's the one thing I can do. I can listen to music and walk around the house. Okay. It's cook, so. Gotcha. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about Tyrod Taylor and the workouts in L.A. Um, I, I know him and Jarvis put that together. Of course they did. Um, did, did they kind of cover you guys getting out there? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Tyrod paid for everything. Wow. Right? Okay. That's impressive. I mean, to have a quarter. He wants it. He, he wants it at all costs. Yeah. So. So, what, I mean, what are your impressions of him? I love him. Uh, he's definitely a leader. He definitely uh, is, is, is what his team needs to try to get over this hump is a veteran quarterback. Yeah. I mean, uh, how much better are you guys just because of that? A lot better. Yeah. Like, a lot better. That was Browns running back Duke Johnson. Thank you for listening to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, everybody. From Eric Gay Cabot, I'm Dan Lobby.